that's how God works, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He just takes something and plants a seed. Clarksville's Conversation, a podcast that brings you interesting conversations with fascinating people from around Clarksville and Montgomery County. Hi, this is Katie Gamble. I'm here with Charlie Kuhn for Clarksville's Conversation, where you get to eavesdrop on our conversations with community innovators and people who make a difference. And today we're here with Diane Miner, who back in 1993, along with Mary Woodall, started Dream Factory and Camp Rainbow, right? That's right. So right. this is, th- how many years are we going on right now? I think 36. Now that's a hard question. But well, I think 36? Well, 1983, I guess I should do the math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah you, could do, you could do the math. 17 plus 18, yeah. 19, 36. Camp Rainbow yeah. is a camp that happens every June out at Land Between the Lakes for kids who have illnesses or handicaps that would otherwise not allow them to go to camp. So um, it's a really good organization. Well, I know I know they've been working really hard, and it's it's been really fun to learn more about your organizations and, and your background. So I'm really interested to learn more about it today, too. Before we get started, Charlie mustache you a question. Oh, I can't so, wait. Yeah, I'll be ready for this. <laughs> so I've been thinking of some, you know, some really kind of sketchy questions to oh, ask okay. you to He's make you feel you really uncomfortable. Yeah. But uh-huh. then I changed my mind. Oh, that's good. I'm like So I'm going to ask you, you know, something pretty simple. You know, we live in the South, and, and you hear sayings a lot of times that you think are compliments. Yeah. But they're really insults. Like, bless your heart. See? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, right? Bless so, her after you get yeah. through talking about her. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you can't use that one because Katie just stole it. Uh-oh. But what, <laughs> Sorry. what, what Sorry, has Diane. someone said to you or you've said to somebody else that sounded like a compliment but was really kind of an insult or something? Mm, you got something I that you use? When- when you say, well, isn't that special? Oh, Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. Mm. You know what I don't like? That, it, it's a Southern thing, but it crawls all over me is when someone goes, now, hun, can I help you? Or thanks, babe. I'm not your hun and not your babe. I mean, you know. Does it, yeah, especially when they're 20 years younger. Yes. Than and mm-hmm. I know it's a I know it's a term of endearment. And they're trying to be mm-hmm. nice, but I don't like it. Well, I. I hope I've never done that because you looked at <laughs> you looked at me right when you said you know the hey babe or something. I, I went oh. Now you have accidentally called me Tracy, but well, yeah, well, <laughs> that's his wife. Yeah, yeah. and that's a compliment. <laughs> that is to a both of them. Well, that's, she's so, yes, that is a compliment. so bless your heart. You know, mm-hmm. you got ain't that special? Yeah, it's so special. Yeah, aren't you Meaning. special? Uh huh. You got any other ones? Is there any anything else? I mean, there's probably a million of them. Well, we're in the South, so I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, no. that's not a compliment. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's not what you want to hear. Well, oh. but we're we're sure honored to have you here today. Yes, thank you thank for joining you. us. Thank you for asking me. So the first question I want to ask you is: Back in 1983, you and Miss Woodall started. It started really a dream factory, and then turned into Camp Rainbow. Right. Tell me what initially made you think to even start down this journey. What was the motivation behind starting okay. all this? Uh, back then, I was working as a nursing supervisor at Children's Clinic. And we had a young child coming in there who had leukemia. And he was coming for his weekly chemo or 
bi-weekly. I can't remember the schedule. So when he would come in one week, he would say, Miss Diane, I'm going to Disney World. And I said, that's great. You mm -hmm. are. Said, yeah, I'm going. And then, you know, after a few weeks, you would talk about it with him while he was taking his treatment. His mom says, we are not going. We can't afford it. That's not going to happen, you know, Aww. that line. And just kind of break your heart. Right. Because Ernie wasn't doing real well. So um, I was driving down Madison Street. I remember where I was when I heard on the radio, if you know of a child with a terminal illness, call this number. And it's was the it Dream a PSA, Factory. A yeah, PSA, PSA. It was a PSA mm -hmm. for the Dream Factory. And so uh, I thought it was something terrible that a loan shark or something would do something like that, but had no idea it was Dream Factory, the very first chapter in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. So were you planning on calling and giving them a piece of your, your I mind? Thought, I'm going to check this out. This is terrible. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And so I, I went and got my mother to go with me, and we met with this man who really had a wonderful heart, and he really was doing something good. Mm -hmm. So Dream Factory of Hopkinsville was the first chapter. They said, we will loan you the money to send Ernie and his family to Disney World. Wow. So you tell him he can go. And then you have your first fundraiser with that publicity. And then Dream Factory of Clarksville was started. So, and Ernie, he got to go. He loved it. And what was he like when you told him? He, he couldn't believe it. He was so happy. And his mother was shocked. She couldn't believe it. That's he, wonderful. He really was getting his What a special true day. Dream. Yeah. So they, they got to go. When he got back, he went out door to door collecting money for other kids to get their dreams. Oh, I wow. love the heart yeah. behind that. that That's was wonderful. Really sweet. And Ernie probably passed away three or four years after that, maybe. Mm. I can't remember the time. So it just frame. warms your heart to know that you were able to do make a difference in that child's right. life. So we kept we started doing dreams. Well, along that road, the bikers who care found out what we were doing because my husband Steve is a member of BWC and they found out what we were doing. Well, they gave us money our very first time. They gave us money to buy a horse for a child, I mm -hmm. think it was, $1,500 or something like oh, that. Oh, man. Uh, that was a child's dream. Well, we, Mary Woodall and I were talking. We both worked at the hospital. We wanted to see these kids more mm -hmm. than just one time. And so we thought this camp idea mm -hmm. up and started rolling with it. And... I worked at children's clinic, so it wasn't hard to get the doctors to come right. and get some nurses to come. And then we got volunteers to come, and we had our first Camp Rainbow. Well, Camp Rainbow happens every June. It's a um, one-week camp out at Land Between the Lakes. And jump in if I've missed something here. So it's for kids who are terminally ill, who have handicapped, or just can't otherwise be a kid. We it, say seriously ill because okay. many of the kids that come... They are even in remission. They, oh, they're yeah. doing great. And they're an encouragement to other kids that are going through that treatment or whatever at that time. And how many kids do you have at camp each year? It's usually around 40. So each, Charlie, each kid also has a volunteer um, yeah. counselor. One-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah. On one. Camper counselor ratio. Yeah. Some and kids I'll, have two. And depending on their needs. Right. 
And I think it behooves us to mention that Premier Medical, to the, it go, the doctors go out there. There has to obviously be a doctor on staff to do medicine and oh, just be yeah. there if something happens. So Premier Medical volunteers, the, the, the doctors volunteer their time to go out and help these children each right. week, each month, each it, year. For a, a good while, yeah. Dr. Prine got to keep it a secret. Uh, he would come to camp by him and not tell the other doctors, just take his vacation time. Uh-huh. And then he felt guilty. And so he told them all about it, and they all loved taking the day and coming that it, it's really an amazing story and mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh bikers who care mm-hmm. and if you've lived in this area for any amount of time you've seen them somewhere and a lot of times you don't really understand who they are or what they do but they're such a giving group they are and, and it's it's really amazing what they do so you know you put these camps on you have around 40 40 kids but how many volunteers you know, you have your doctors and regular regular people like us. Mm-hmm. And there will be about 60 to 70 uh, adults there between counselors and staff and medical staff there, along with 40 kids. And they stay the, the they, whole period of time. They don't come right. for a half a day, part of a day. They are committed for that week. That's right, because... Especially, there are some, a few staff that can come and go. It depends on what their job is. But mostly, the ones that are with the kids, the kids want someone there. That's their person taking care of them, their buddy for the week. Right. They yeah. don't want them to leave. So yeah. that's how it works. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. And the commitment, the time commitment, mm-hmm. obviously, what you've put in it. but, but Ahead of time planning for it. Oh, my goodness. Her son, Jeremy Miner, is the director now. <clears throat> and he, he does a great job with it, making sure that there's fishing and there's inflatables and there's art classes, ice cream machines, all kinds of stuff. These kids just to get to be kids all week long. They have fun. From from the time they get there, the camp is decorated. They can... Uh, the brothers and sisters come and they're kind of jealous that they don't get to stay when you every child gets checked in with the medical staff first and then they get to put their stuff up and have fun and the kids see all the candy out there take all you want the ice cream machine the icy machine and let's go swimming let's go fishing let's go do arts and crafts they they want to stay i I have another volunteer question i'm I'm big into volunteering and, Mm -hmm. and how people get involved but one crazy question I think is, have you ever had too many people try to volunteer and oh, you've had to turn them away? Yes. Jeremy tells me, sometimes he'll say, we got 12 people more than we can yeah. we can take. And I have to just give them these letters and uh, they're upset that they can't yeah. come. But it's a good problem. Yeah, it's a real it, problem. It used to be that we could never find enough men counselors. And, you know, if you've got a 10-year-old boy or a they want a man. They right. don't want a woman counselor. So they want someone to roughhouse with them and yeah. and touch the fish and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, um, well, they yeah. yeah, they just like different mm-hmm. stuff. Well, so bikers who care started coming yeah. and started being counselors for the whole week. And now I'd say there's at least 10 or 12 BWC that come stay yeah. the whole week. Also, Clarksville High wrestlers got involved from our son-in-law, Sherrod Cobb. Yeah. He was a coach, and he would get the wrestlers to come down. Now it's like a reunion from the wrestlers that they all they come down, and now their families are involved. And so we have a frequent group that come every year. 
And so it's wonderful their, really their, their experience. They know what they're doing. We go down there at least one day a year just to kind of see everything because the radio stations do a lot with Camp Rainbow. But it one a funny story. Well, I have two stories really. One that hit me was when we went down there a couple years ago. We walk in, they're doing that big reception where they're showing the video and everything. Mm -hmm. And this little boy comes up to my son and knows him. And I said, well, Noah, how do you know him? He said, well, he's in my class. And that's when you really realize that this is real stuff. These are our neighbors. These are mm -hmm. kids in our neighborhood, kids in our school. But then there was this other little boy that was in his Ninja Turtle onesies. And Jeremy told me that he'd been wearing them all week. Because oh, you're, wow. you're a kid, and that's what he wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. He wanted that's to right. wear his onesie. <laughs> But, you know, like the child in your uh, son's class, if it's a child with a genetic disorder or some type of malignancy that needs extra medical treatments and medicines and things like that, you won't send them to a regular camp. Right. So, right. But the parent feels comfortable sending them where there's a medical staff there. So that's what makes it so good. But we don't focus on that part. All the medicines and the treatments and all that, it's like it happens totally behind the scenes because we want them to forget about that. It's like a big old Willy Wonka chocolate factory. It's <laughs> so, like a thing for kids, right? Yes. So I'm right. obviously the novice of this whole conversation, but, it, but I'm really intrigued on how you get your number of kids. So you're around 40. Is there any potential to expand that or is that just the... The capacity. We would we would never turn um, a child down. We would figure out how to do it, and we have had Winnebago's parked out in the parking lot before yeah. if we have to, and we would have a counselor take two children if we have okay. to. But we try to have a, a age limit, like from five to twelve, it, because you have different interests when you're thirteen or fifteen than. A it's little not ten so cool or six anymore, year old. is it? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So we try to do that, and we say, come to camp for five years. You can repeat for five years. Okay. And we've got several, I think five or six now, that were campers that grew up, and now they've come back as counselors. So do you have, yeah. like, a favorite story that jumps, jumps out at you of a counsel, uh, camper that... I'm sure you've got tons of them, yes, actually. Yes, I do. There's a, there's a couple that I just, it's just, I feel so blessed to have participated in. One was a, a little boy that came in. He had leukemia, and he was uh, really sick when he checked in. He probably should not have come. He probably should have gone on to Vanderbilt. Um, so after he got there that night, we knew he had to go back to Vanderbilt. Aww. And so we got him sent back up there. They kept him for a couple days and gave him his IV antibiotics. Well, he wanted to do the fishing tournament. That was such a big deal. He loved fishing. He wanted to win a trophy. <laughs> and so the fishing tournament then was a three-day event. And most fish, biggest fish, and I forgot what uh, the other thing was. But anyway, he said, Miss Diane, I just can't win. He came, they sent him straight back to camp from Vanderbilt wow. and let us give him his IV medicines so he could be at camp because it was that important to him. So I said, well, you know, you can't get the most fish, but you can still get the biggest fish. You just pray about that and you can still get the biggest fish and get that trophy. Well, he came back that evening 
when the fishing tournament was over and he'd been down to the boat, boat dock. And you know he felt horrible. He mm -hmm. had to with fever and as sick as he was. But he got the biggest fish. That's... And he took his trophy home from camp that year. I'd say he probably passed away within three months. Mm -hmm. But that boy got... got yeah. he, that was one of my favorites. And well, that's that's that you're making me i'm crying now yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's not, a good story not only yeah. is it great for for the child but but the family well mm -hmm. just the you simplicity know, the of a child's heart i mean just a, yes. the, just the i mean he just wanted a trophy it was like his third time at camp and he had mm -hmm. not gotten them before so mm -hmm. that was you know that was his thing like that was the super bowl to him yeah right to go home with that trophy Kind of puts life into perspective there just a little bit, doesn't it? It, it really does. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we talk about it. All, all of it sounds, you know, great. But there's an important piece, and it's the funding. Yes. You know, it, you, know you don't just wave a magic wand. You sure and don't. And kids show up, and there's candy and treats and fun and volunteers. I mean, you've got, right. a, you've got a lot of work to do to, to have this paid for. Oh, yes. There, there is a huge expense with all the activities that we do for them. And all that we give them sweatshirts and T-shirts and, you know, cups and Yearbooks hats. Yearbooks and, and, yeah. Yes. We, we have so many activities for them. Those are expensive entertainment, but also the campground itself. And that fee goes up a lot. And some kids might not show up with the right clothes, yeah. and they'll go oh, purchase clothes all for the them. time. And I think some parents kind of know that oh. if they don't have the money and they send them to camp, they don't worry about it, them mm -hmm. having the right clothes. So you don't want a, a child to feel bad about their clothes. Well, because so. you want that week them to be worry-free, not be worried about what they got, what kind of shoes they have on their feet. Right. So Bikers Who Care has been really gracious about helping you guys with funding. They have. They want. They wanted to pay for Camp Rainbow because back years and years ago, when they said how much does it cost, that's what it was. It was fifty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And now everything has is increased so much. It's doubled that. So they are wonderful to have a event, um, their toy run and fundraiser for us, and then uh, they also come to camp. Mm -hmm. But then the radio station, thank the Lord, <laughs> Beaver one hundred point three. Yes. yes, Beaver picked us up. So that th this would be our tenth year for the Beaver Radiothon, which is the tomorrow, the fourteenth and the fifteenth of February. And um, about ten years ago, we set the staff down and said, "We want to do a radiothon. We're, a radiothon is basically where you." change all programming. So for two days, all we talk about is Camp Rainbow and mm -hmm. we're asking for donations. And we asked the staff what they had a heart for, what they wanted to do. Our only, go our only criteria was it had to be local. And they are the one that said, we want to do something for Camp Rainbow. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that you guys have just become part of our family. We feel like it too. We come in and take over the radio station for two days. We and love we it. Make ourselves at home. It's a big party. <laughs> You've got to be there, Charlie. Oh, I'm coming. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And um, so, if anyone wants to donate, you can go to Beaver One Hundred Point Three and push a donate button, or text seventy-seven, text Camp to seventy-seven thousand. We'll send you a link to donate. You can become a dream maker for as little as twenty dollars a month. That's right. Yeah. 
So that money has helped us to keep camp going because we couldn't raise money and do camp. Yeah. Because it's amazing amount of work just to make camp right. happen. We don't have time to do all this fundraising. So a hundred percent of the money donated goes into Camp Rainbow. There's no admin cost, anything. We give a hundred percent of it back to Camp Rainbow. And can they can they visit your website and yes, donate Clarksville as well? Yes, ClarksvilleCampRainbow.org. You can also mm-hmm. go there if you want to find out about volunteering. There's mm-hmm. volunteer information on there as well. Okay. And the applications are on there for counselors and campers. Now, what about somebody like me? Say, say I can't volunteer. Can I come watch or look or see or? Oh, you and I are going up there this year. We're so. just we're gonna go. They have like a family night, so me and Steve and the boys always go. You, we'll okay. just, you, you and Tracy can just go with us, I just because you need to see to what, see what it's all about. I mean, I've heard about it for years. I've of right. course I've gotten in front of, behind, and blocked by that toy run, and, <laughs> and seen all these bikers go by. But I would love to get down there and and just see it. That would be great. And we have invited the public. They need to call and let us know in advance that they want to come. But we do have a a guest badge that they would wear because of security. We can't Mm -hmm. have people just Mm -hmm. walking around the campground. And they just let us know in advance. And we are happy for any of our Dream Maker supporters to come down and see what their money's going to. Jeremy usually organizes it for me and the family to go down at least one night. Yeah, that's great. Yes. So, well, I appreciate everything that you do, and I appreciate someone having a heart for wanting to serve other people and be willing to put themselves out there and take a chance. So we appreciate being supported very much. It's made life. It's great to be able to say, oh, the kids would like that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, You know, it's great to be able to give them such a good time with camp because we are supported. Did you know in 1983 that this vision would still be going this strong this many years later? I had no idea. But, you know, that's how God works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He just takes something and plants a seed. And 35 years. People that come, they're just amazed. They, they say, I've never seen a place where everybody's so happy and we all are working towards the same goal and we get excited about such silly little things mm-hmm. and just joy. They say it's the hardest physical and emotional week that they ever have spent, but the best. So leave us, before we leave, leave us with one more story. Just one more story that you love from Camp Rainbow. Okay. Uh, let me tell you another favorite story. One, our purpose is for these kids to get to be kids. Right. And so many of them, their whole family life is centered around them. They're just coddled and babied and doted upon and everything's about their illness, you know, and what they cannot do. So we had this little girl come in to camp. I'd say she was about nine or ten um, and she had a genetic disorder or has a genetic disorder. She came into camp with like a walker and just looked like a little old lady. Mm-hmm. And um, we started, assigned her to her counselor, and she started warming up and having fun. You know, her mama was just crying when she left her, as many mothers do the first time. They cry. The second year, it's like, bye, see ya. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But um, 
So this little girl started warming up and smiling. And she was looking younger and younger. The second day, she got rid of the walkers. She had a cane. Wow. And then the third day, she was carrying her tray in the cafeteria without anything. Oh, my. By the fourth day, she was down. She'd never fished before. She was down fishing, and she'd caught a fish. And she just loved one of our staff people, Jack, who's passed away since then, too. But he, Jack and her, they were tight buddies. Well, she spent all her time down at the fishing dock, and then she started swimming. She had just become a little girl again oh. and had wow. so much fun. Well, when the mother came back to pick up the girl on Saturday, we would often have videos playing, you know, when they, uh, so they could see activities they'd done. The mother just stopped and stared at the screen, and she started crying. She couldn't believe that was her daughter. She was a changed child because she just learned how to have fun and forget about her illness. Mm. And that was the whole purpose of camp. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite memories. That's beautiful. That well, is beautiful. Thank you for what you do. I mean, your heart, I can see it. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. And, you know, I'm, I can say I am partially retired. My body could not hold up to camp anymore, but... My husband went for 30 years. I did it for 25. But now we're thankful that Jeremy, our son, yeah. is camp director, and he's mm -hmm. doing a great job. He is. And Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy works hard. I, Jeremy's become a good friend. Not yeah. only just uh, we met through this, but we, uh, my family considers his family good friends now, too. So, Well, don't forget to donate tomorrow. Yes, please. Camp Rainbow Radiothon, Beaver 100.3, text CAMP to 77,000. Yeah. We appreciate it. Help, you know, donate just a little money and help make a child summer, right? That's right. Well, Diane, thank you for coming and joining us. And thank you all for having me. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Clarksville Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.